Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to the Golden Nugget on the Tribe program. Thank you so much for joining us today. We make these podcasts to inspire you to succeed every single day. Today we are joined by Sana Lin. She is a fatigue coach that teaches women how to rebalance their energy levels um, and you know by eating intuitively and you know really to help better their quality of life despite fatigue. So thank you so much for joining me today, Sana. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you having me today. Alhamdulillah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So there's so much to talk about. And obviously, like, we probably didn't have enough time, but I definitely want to talk a little bit about your delicious smoothie recipes that have supported you and the women that you've helped, but also speak about chronic fatigue. Like, really, it's not something that people really speak about, um, know about, um, or even if they have it and don't realize, you know, they actually have a medical condition. I know like we were speaking a little bit previously like in the DMs. Um, I was actually brought up with a mother who suffers with chronic fatigue. Um, alhamdulillah, like, she's doing so much better now, but it just goes to show like it doesn't just impact the patient, but the people around them as well. So please talk to us a little bit about your experience with fatigue and how it's impacted your life. Like, has this been going on for a long time? Give us a little bit of an insight. That'd be great. Yeah. So I was basically born with an illness. Um, I, and it was a digestive disorder. Um, so when I was born, my mom wasn't like when she would feed me, she wasn't able to breastfeed. So I was bottle fed. And when she would feed me afterwards, she'd have to hold like a diaper to my chin. I know it doesn't sound very flattering, but because when she would burp me, I, everything would come back up. I wasn't able to hold anything down. Uh, subhanAllah, my mom took me to, to all the doctors, like she did everything on her side that she could do, but they basically said there was nothing wrong. It's just acid reflux, which to me doesn't make sense. Like how does a baby have acid reflux? Like, you know, but anyway, this is the nineties. So, um, you know, they sent her home. And so my mom, they, the, they did say to just add rice to my, like, like the baby rice meal, um, to my milk to thicken it, to help hold it down a bit. And I guess that helped, but so basically I started off with something, um, there was something going on with my body, but Alhamdulillah, like I had a pretty, like I had a normal upbringing. There was a lot of chronic pain involved, but I still lived like a normal life and subhanAllah. So I didn't understand, or I didn't realize that what I was dealing with was a chronic illness, right? For me as a child, this is what life was. You know, mm -hmm. I had stomach pains or my mom, like I had jaw pain, like that was just my life. Um, until I was about 16 years old, I had to have my gallbladder removed and that really changed everything. Um, that's when I realized that there is something seriously wrong with me and I wasn't, no one knew what it was. Yeah. Um, Fast forward, I, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia, and gastroparesis, which is basically where it, their digestive issues, uh, disorders, and then like an autoimmune disorder as well. So um, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm healing and I'm on a, like, I'm in a very good place now, alhamdulillah, but growing up once, especially once I turned 16, I was perceived as very lazy. Um, no one understood what was going on with me. That's the life of someone with chronic illness. It's just from the outside, you look fine, you look healthy, but I was very low energy. And so 
I was always called lazy. If I couldn't do something or I didn't want to do something, it was, you know, stop being lazy, stop being lazy. Yeah. And so I really like that became part of my identity. And it took me a long time to realize that fatigue is not laziness. You know, what I was feeling and what I, the reason why I wasn't able to do things, it's not because I didn't, it, it, it wasn't because just, I didn't want to do it. And I'd rather sit down. It was because I genuinely didn't have the capability to get up and do whatever it was that I was, you know, being asked to do. And so now I feel very strongly about educating women about fatigue because we often think it's us, right? We think we're the problem. Like there's something wrong with us and we don't necessarily always look at our body. We look at our personality or like, I just wish I wasn't, you know, this way or that way, or why am I so lazy? And, and so once you realize that it's not laziness and it is physically like an energy issue that gives you a lot of power. It gives you a lot of control over, you know, I have the capability to either have energy and to feel better or to feel fatigued. And it's a, it's hard work and it's not a linear line. Like it's definitely, once you start your healing journey, there's ups and downs and bends all over, but yeah, it's, it feels better knowing like I can do something and I'm working towards healing rather than just wondering like, why am I like this? And yada, yada. So Alhamdulillah. Um, but yeah, basically fatigue, like for me, it, it was very powerful transitioning from being lazy to understanding that I was fatigued. And unfortunately it took me, you know, falling bedridden. So so in 20, 2015, um, 2015, 16, um, I, my, the Crohn's disease really like flared up and I got really ill and I had gained 150 pounds in like just a few months. Wow. And then I wasn't able to eat anything at all. I wasn't able to, I, I know this is going to sound a little bit graphic, but I was constantly just throwing up. Mm. And I didn't know what was happening. And then very quickly, I went from having like a normal quality of life to having zero quality of life. I was hospitalized and bedridden and it took that extreme event for the doctors to finally find something. And I think perhaps a lot of it was when I was going to the doctor, I wasn't in a flare. And so it, they weren't able to catch it. And so it was constantly like, you know, it's all in your head. We don't know what's wrong with you. Um, but it took me basically almost 20 years of fighting for a diagnosis before I got diagnosed yeah. with anything. Um, and then after I fell bedridden, I was bedridden for about a year and subhanAllah, like it was the most traumatic experience in my life, but it was also the biggest blessing of my life because leading up to then, um, I was very misguided and in that moment, I just, as my life was falling apart, I started questioning what is the meaning of life? You know, why are we here? What is like, what is the point of this? Are we just supposed to like be born, grow up to go to school every day, go to work, come home, have family die? Like there has to be a reason. And simultaneously while this was happening, I was, you know, being, becoming isolated, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was 
removing everyone from my life. I did, I lost my friends, you know, my family, like they were there, but I wasn't able to, to do anything. I was stuck in bed. So it wasn't like I was alone. And that made me realize that you have nobody except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so I called out to him as like my final attempt of surviving in the way, in this condition that I was. And alhamdulillah, like he responded by inspiring me to look up deeper what was happening in my body. So I started researching like, not what is Crohn's disease or what are the symptoms, but it's more of like, what is happening biologically, like deep physiologically, what's happening in my body? What, how does Crohn's work? How does it operate? What is this? What is that? So I started learning about, you know, cellular function and cellular production and, and how, you know, every part of the body works and what it needs to work. And at that point I had been on pharmaceuticals for over 15 years and it took me, it took me nowhere, you know? So I had felt very failed by the medical system. And through this Avenue, I started realizing and learning that this, the way our cells are structured are the same way that, you know, like plants are structured and they have the same things that we need. And, and so then I started thinking like, okay, what would the prophet have done for someone who had this kind of illness? He's not going to give them some pharmaceutical that went around. He would probably find someone who understood plants Mm. and mix and then would give them plants. So I was like, well, let me try that. And subhanAllah, that was, that was the best thing I ever did. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me with my now husband and he is a biologist and he, as well as, um, he studied herbiculture and stuff. So he is very, he understands the science behind the plants. And so he knew exactly how to help me. Like he was like, okay, let's look at these herbs and let's look at these herbs. And so basically we ended up starting creating our own medicine to help us. Cause he also has some, you know, chronic chronic pain as well. So we started making our own medication, like herbal remedies for our healing. And it, it, there was a huge difference. It was able to get my husband off of using like very heavy pharmaceuticals. It was able to get me into a place of remission where I stopped vomiting all the time. I was gaining more energy. I, you know, was becoming healthier. You could see it in my skin and my hair and everything. Looks so healthy, mashallah. Now. Thank you. Thank you. Um, alhamdulillah, all, you know, it's all because of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah. But, um, so yeah, so we, once we realized that this was helping us, we were like, okay, like this is what we were called to do. Mm. And so we started an herbal supplement company where we, um, you know, sell the, sell our medicine, what we take, we also offer it for other people as well. And, and it's all herbal. There's no fillers or anything like that. And, um, we even use like halal certified capsules and so everything is just we're trying to be as good to the earth as we can you know alhamdulillah that's amazing and so yes so I also while we do that then I am a chronic fatigue coach is where I help women you know learn how to basically do exactly what I did and use food and use plants and herbs to heal the body um it's a long journey but it's alhamdulillah like every day I feel stronger than the day before yeah and uh, thank you so much for sharing that and really important where you mentioned you really felt alone and like your 
maybe your friends and family didn't quite know how to support you during that time that must have impacted you greatly and really yeah I, like you said you felt isolated you felt alone you felt that loneliness sort of can overtake you on top of everything else um Absolutely. how best can we as people you know most of the women inshallah who are listening to this do not suffer with chronic fatigue and those who do you know will be able to take away lots from this podcast as well but like how best can we support family members and friends who suffer with this this condition I think the best way to support someone who you know has suffering with fatigue or like really low energy is one to encourage healthy meals and maybe you make it for them or you know try to get them to eat a salad or something more, the more greens that you have, the better your body is going to function, which in turn, the better you're going to feel. So first and foremost, it's always, we have to look at our diet. Right. Um, but in, in more of an emotional support, help them out, like around the house, you know, and don't expect too much from them. Like if they say, I'm not feeling well, or I'm tired today, don't just take it as like, Oh, you know, okay, whatever take it really as like their body is hurting, but they don't know how to say I'm in so much pain or, you know, I can't do this or it's fatigue, honestly, is feeling like a wilted flower, feeling like literally everything is zapped out of you. And you're just like, you feel like your cells are crumpled because they literally are. So like you feel crumpled because your cells are crumpled because they're dehydrated and they don't have what they need to function properly. And in that moment, there isn't energy available to do anything else. Your body is literally trying to survive. So if someone is suffering from fatigue and that's how they're feeling, forcing them to do something or expecting them to do something, it's really difficult because they're already struggling both physically and mentally. So it's best to just, you know, say like, okay, what I'll help you in whatever you need, make dinner for them or, you know, clean, clean up if they need like help doing the dishes. Like, I know that's such a basic mom answer, but that's honestly, that's, that is the biggest way to support someone who's feeling unwell. Yeah, no, I can and completely kind of relate to that as well. Like, you know, I was mentioning how my mother, like she didn't have um, these other conditions like um, Crohn's disease or, um, you know, autoimmune disease, but I think it was a combination of like, you know, um, burnout and menopause and, you know, lots of combination, like you said, it's not necessarily just one thing, but like an accumulation of things and your body is just so overwhelmed. But, you know, as I was just four, when my mom got really, really sick, you know, we had to go and stay with other people, like she couldn't look after us, you know, it was just like a short time in the long, like in the scheme of things, like it was just like a couple of months, but, um, and obviously, you know, then it was like learning to live with someone who has, you know, chronic fatigue and, sort of that realization that she may you know not completely recover from this um but you know for example I remember coming home from school and not even being able to really like talk to her because she didn't have the energy to talk or you know I'd obviously need to do more around the house um unlike my elder sisters or any of my friends I had a mobile when I was 11 like nowadays that's like oh that's late but back then that was early yeah because I had to go out by myself you know go and get things from town or like you know like had to be I was much more independent at a younger age because my mum couldn't take me there couldn't take me here so you know there's lots of like things that you know was different to like my friends upbringings because I had you know a mother um who had fatigue so how do you 
how did you know back then like what what kind of like worries did you have for your future did you think like oh I'll never be able to do this or I'll never be able to do that or were you always feeling optimistic and we will find out more from Samalyn tomorrow in the second part of the podcast thank you so much Sana and all of you for listening I hope you've got lots of value from this podcast so far and we'll be back tomorrow to speak about how she has medicated and changed her lifestyle as well as finding love through this journey of hers and I'll see you all tomorrow so I hope you got as much value out of today's golden nugget as I did remember we are here to inspire you to succeed every single day so be sure to tune in daily whether you're in bed driving in the car or relaxing after your workout listen to these amazing women in our community who are absolutely smashing it be inspired, learn from them, make those connections, build momentum to succeed in everything that you do. And most of all, have fun whilst you're doing it, because that's what it's all about. And I'll see you all tomorrow.